3: Kansas City. Last Reverend show of the year. I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that are probably like, thank goodness. Eat it. Last night sucked, I'm sure. I'm sure you hated it.
4: Yeah, I don't want to talk about it.
3: You have to. I know, it's You're my job. You're <laughs> obligated to talk about it, Nick Price. <laughs> it's going to be okay, though, because there was a little bit of uh, just a, a bad vibe today. And I'm here. I don't claim to be an MD. I just claim to be kind of a blowhard on-air talk host. See you later, Jay Binkley. They're going to be okay. And the thing about this game is there was a lot to learn in this game. There was a lot of, what's the best way to describe it for you? This game was, it reminds you of like that 80s hero movie. They were riding high. They came out of nowhere. Did really good for a while. And then all of a sudden, something happened. They got knocked down. You didn't expect it to come. And they got put out of the game. Or in the movie, they just got kind of kicked out. They got kind of beaten down. Not fun. But what always happens in those movies? There's a montage where that character or that group or whatever the hell it is. Somehow finds a way to get back to its core
4: right back to your roots get back back to, your to what beliefs. worked before, you know that's right. but this time it's better than ever.
3: yeah and you're and, and you know where you made your mistakes, you know what you have and then at the end of the movie, you know you don't see the end result all the time, but you know that the end result is they're back. and that's what last night was. and I couldn't have been. 1,000% more wrong
4: about the game that we witnessed. If it makes you feel better, I think that 99% of Kansas City was on the same page.
3: Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's part of the problem as to why we have the somber mood uh, today in Kansas City.
4: It's hard to watch your team lose. It's hard to also be just horribly wrong about what you thought was going to happen.
3: And, yeah, you didn't see your team lose. You saw your team get their ass kicked.
4: Yeah. That's what happened. Straight
3: up. And... I always liked the same that Mike Tyson had where he said, you know, you can judge somebody once they've been hit directly in the mouth. And that's exactly what happened to the Chiefs last night. And I'll be honest with you, I was on here Sunday from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock telling everybody the Chiefs were going to win 38 to 20. I thought this was a game in which Tampa Bay wasn't as talented. They were talented, but not as talented. It just seemed fitting that the Chiefs were going to do this. And by the time the game started and got through it, you kind of realized, I think the Chiefs might have just like uh, bit off more than they could chew because they didn't give something that we've seen many, many times, even a chance to be acknowledged. And that being Tom Brady. And I want to talk about Tom Brady a little bit later on, but we talk about this game how you're feeling, what you're doing, 913 576 Feel free. And I get it. I can do this all night. I can talk to you, make you feel better, try to get you ready for everything. But to be honest, where I came from growing up in this city, watching this Chiefs franchise play, boy, if they were to get to the Super Bowl and lose, that was awesome. That never happened. You have to know... That what happened last night was punched in the mouth, got rocked, saw your own blood, didn't recover from it. That's exactly what happened last night. It's not that anybody didn't try any less. It's not that anybody didn't not show up. You can have your theories on to what may have caused the mood to change. But what happened was you went up against one of the best to ever do it, if not the best to ever do it in any major sport. But you went up against a team that just seemed to have clicked at a right time. A team that was a different team that came out with a different game plan and set themselves up for success. But the difference is in these two teams, that Bucs team is a team that should be good or be a splash for at least two weeks or two years, two to three years at max three years. And I don't even think it's three. I think it's this year and next year. That's what they're building for have a lot of fun, and then let it all go. Because we don't know how long Brady's going to do it. He's 43. He just won number seven. Kind of solidifying like, okay, that should be enough space between me and this 15 kid. But last night was a loss in a championship game in a way that personally I don't think any of us saw coming. And maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's a little bit why the mood is a little bit different. But that's all right. Because we'll talk about it on a journey like this that you wanna be one of the best, sometimes you gotta get knocked down to see how much better you can do getting back up. Ty and Sedalia. Your reaction. Go ahead, buddy.
5: Uh my reaction to this game. Uh, it was it was just a crazy game. Um I I I think a lot of this was the calls from the rest that didn't agree with it, but sometimes that's what's gonna happen and I really say sometimes you fall, you just you gotta see how you can get back up.
3: Ty, I appreciate the call. You sound a little sad. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay because this team is signed for the future. This see, this team is is up. It's not trending downward. I know that there are people that can say that there's a there's a game script out, that there's a new way to play defense against the Chiefs. Guess what? You got six months to figure it out. I like my chances when it comes to Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy, and Kafka. Because it, Eric Bieniemy's not going anywhere, Andy Reid's not going anywhere that we know of, Brett Veach isn't going anywhere that we know of. Bieniemy's here, Kafka's here. The whole band's going
4: to be together. Patrick got, Mahomes he, ain't going anywhere either. Right, he's so for your a long time.
3: Big T, Shawnee, you didn't go anywhere all year. Floor's yours, man.
6: Hey, man. Hey, uh, Dusty, dirty werewolf in the house. Uh, Nick, thanks for taking my call. So, uh, everybody, you know, it wasn't what we wanted yesterday, but I want to go over a few, few things. I watched it, you know, back on tape again today, Calm down a little bit. And there was just some huge things that stuck out of, it wasn't Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay. Man, let's just get that right right now. Our punter, pretty boy punter, he did great all year. Don't get me wrong. But on the biggest stage in the Super Bowl, he sucked turds through a straw. Yeah, that's right. Turds through a straw. When you give uh, the goat in Tampa Bay that defense no short of field, what is our defense supposed to do? Huh. And then you got the other turd suckers through a straw. And that's the special teams on the field goal. You cannot do that in the Super Bowl. Our special teams screwed us yesterday. That's right. Big time. And, and you know what? You look back, You can, the line is what it was. But who's got, who, what team, what big red machine can handle with all those deficiencies on that line? Let's get one thing straight, Tampa Bay. You're lucky those were the deficiencies. Because we would have kicked your ass yesterday. Screw Tom Brady. Screw Tampa Bay and all those old curves that they have. Your defense came in a weakness that we could not protect, and, and, and it, it showed. But let's just get one thing straight. Our organization has is, is, changed the culture. we got the big red machine. He's still writing his legacy. we got Brett Beach. They're going to shore this up, everybody. And I pity the rest of the NFL when they get all of our linebackers, Naeem, the doctor, maybe O'Semite, Fisher later on, who knows about short but the guys that played this year on the line, you played your asses off. And this is important for next year. They got Super Bowl experience. Beach Warmers got experience. This team is going to be dangerous. And when you lend all that in with all that experience and they show up that line, do some things through the draft, maybe bring in a J.J. Watson, a friendly option on that on the other side of the line to help that lead. And do some stuff on the offensive line. I pity the rest of the NFL. We're going back, and there ain't nothing you can do when you can't stop the big red machine. Great season. Way to go, Chiefs. And I can't wait to kick Tampa Bay's ass next year in Los Angeles. And let's go, Chiefs. Wow.
4: Still got the train whistle. I love it. Turd suckers. Yeah. Haven't heard that one before. Didn't know if we had to dump that. I don't know. I guess we'll find out tomorrow, right?
3: Yeah, it's only fitting that the game's on the Super Bowl right now in studio. Um, continuing uh, your reactions, 913 To Big T's note, um, I'm not really going to dive into to turds through a straw. I've never heard of that before, but, man, I love the passion. Big T was here every week, man, so, you know, that's just, you can have the floor. If I get in trouble for not dumping uh turd sucker though, I will probably, uh, I'll, I'll have to thank you for that one, big T, <laughs> but, um, man, I get it. Like there's frustrating times, you know, you lost to Tom Brady, the, the smirk on the face that is, that is Tom Brady. And I'm going to talk about him a little bit later. Cause it's worth it, right? Because it blends into what we have in uh, Kansas city as a quarterback at Patrick Mahomes to cover. What you have is fans to watch, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun ride. You just got to enjoy it, and, you know, there's things Tom Brady does that people like. There's things he does that he hates, but that's what's made Tom Brady um, a seven-time champion and a five-time Super Bowl MVP. Somebody else that's an MVP, Dan, Casey KCK, um, let her rip, brother.
7: Hi Dusty, hi Nick. You're are the only one that was wrong, Dusty. I predicted thirty-five to ten, so I shows you how, how wrong I was. So now to the game. The Chiefs did a pretty good job on Brady. They stopped him on two on the first two series defensively. Then after that, uh, the front end got it going, and we couldn't stop Gronkowski. But I thought the turning point was at the fourth and goal at the one yard line when Matthew stopped uh, Ronald Jones. I thought that'd be the turning point, but then it wasn't. And then, but anyway, they did all that they could, and I hope they sign. JJ Watt, because I, uh, Marty, my uh, cashier at, uh, at uh, house says I do a pretty good imitation of JJ Watt when he got upset. You know, uh, do you want to hear it?
5: <laughs> yeah, let it go.
7: Okay, here's my imitation of JJ Watt after, the, after they lost 34 31. Boy, we stink. We're 4 11. But those fans, they care, and they shouldn't care. We stink. We're 4 11. So, how was that, guys? Pretty good?
3: That's a solid JJ. Yeah, when, so, when he yeah. gets back here, you got to do it
7: for him. Oh, yeah, thanks. though so, anyway. So, uh, we'll, we'll be back next year. We'll, we'll beat anybody. Uh, uh, I think Buffalo and the Ravens are all the ones that can challenge us. Uh, uh, Bing says the Steelers are done. What do you think, guys?
3: You know, Dan, I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate you joining us every single week. I don't know if the Steelers are done, because it sounds like they're going to make Ben Roethlisberger come back um, and... If he is, it's going to be a pay cut, so it doesn't really look like they're going to be on top of things going forward when it comes to finding a quarterback. That was like my worst-case scenario for Matthew Stafford to land because there's some talented receivers, even if they don't bring back Juju Smith-Schuster, even if they just move forward with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. But I don't know about Pittsburgh. I also don't know about Miami because something tells you Miami's going to do this again where they go get somebody like a Deshaun Watson. That defense is built for success. I mean, they have the best cornerback in the league. And you put Deshaun Watson on anybody's team, they're going to get that much better. And Miami was a playoff team almost this year. Miami was a good team. But, yeah, Buffalo, Baltimore. Don't forget about Cleveland. Um, and we'll talk about what the future might look like here on the last Red Reaction Show on Sixton Sports Radio. Batman, another loyal one. Go ahead, Batman. Floor's yours.
5: Uh, it's easy to be loyal when you got, you got King's Kingdom. Like like, Big T and Dan, I can follow them. All I know is that 14-3, not that bad of a year for most teams. But, uh, we didn't get the total effort yesterday. We got out, out coach because Andy was, I think Andy was, uh, he has other, other things that he needed to think about. But all I can tell you is I, I, just to get to see the machine when it's rolling is a pleasure. And we'll be back next year. Come get some. And I want all everybody that that come listen to this show, keep listening to you guys because you rock. And just, let's go do something with baseball with the Royals. And hopefully we can get in the stadium next year. And it'll be a better year. Love you guys. I love your show. Thank you, man.
3: Much love, Batman. Appreciate the kind words. We're going to make a promise next year that if we do this show, it'll be the running back show. Not the running back show. I do this every day. This will be the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, and Nick Price's yes. name will be tagged on that. Yes. And, Derek, you're going to end this first drive. Go ahead, Derek. Let him know.
8: Fellas, fellas, listen. <laughs> I kind of felt yesterday was going to be a bad day, me being a Chief fan. During the National Anthem, I'm in my suite, and uh, the television goes on the blink. So they tell me it's going to be a couple of hours. So we were forced to go downstairs mm. and watch the game from the sports book. I don't know if you've ever been to uh, Vegas during the Super Bowl. Never. Well, not all the fans that are in the sports book, or let's let's just say football knowledgeable. I swear to God, I heard somebody ask, how many quarters are played in the Super Bowl? Oh, no. I'm like, are you serious? How many quarters? It's quarters. One fourth. I mean, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the officiating was... I'm not going to say that's why the Chiefs lost. I'm not going to say they lost because Tampa Bay was playing at home. But, you know, I was watching with some guys from Tampa Bay, and some of the defensive holding calls and, and penalties, mm. even they, the guys I was watching, the guys that were next to me, they were like, hey, man, I, I, think, I think the Chiefs are getting jobs. And I heard this from them, and he's a Tampa Bay fan. Right. So, I officiating, I, oh, my God, I, I don't get it. That That crew has called three of the Chiefs games this year, and I think in each one, they've called the Chiefs for multiple, I mean, double-digit penalties. So, I, I mean, that, that's a little coincidental, I think, uh, maybe, or either they were trying to have Tampa Bay out. I don't, I don't know. That was my biggest gripe, uh, if anything, uh, other than that front four for Tampa Bay just chopping up the Chiefs' offensive line. Uh, but anyway, fellas, uh, that, that's all I had. I just wanted to chime in.
3: Hey, continue to enjoy Vegas, Eric, when you come back. Yes, sir.
8: I, I come back Thursday.
3: Oh, man. Enjoy that. You got a hell of a vacation. Yeah, right. You
4: get to avoid Kansas that's City trouble, weather. Man. Yeah, that's a long more time, than, time to be in Vegas.
8: You better keep yourself safe, man. I tell you this, fellas. Get to know your casino host. Ah. Man. Get to know your casino host. Um, there's a reason. I'm, I'm here for a week. There's a reason for that. Oh, okay. Uh <laughs> Get to know your casino host. And they'll, they'll, they they can hook you up. That's all I got
3: to (laughs) say. All right, Derek, be easy out there in Vegas. I don't know where that could have gone. I could have done five more minutes on getting to know your host. Um, that kind of seems fitting to end that first drive as the Chiefs got to know their host last night in Tampa Bay. A lot of complaining of officials, but I think one thing that we can't complain about is where we're at with Tom Brady.
0: The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick
4: Price.
3: Last Red Reaction Show of the season. Boy, when it ends, it ends fast. Last Red Reaction Show tonight. Tomorrow's the last run at back show. We appreciate everybody that joined us from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., but it'll be over tomorrow. Some people will probably be like, oh, great. It's awesome. But it's more so importantly that we try to give you the best Chiefs coverage we could possibly do. Try to do something that nobody else does. Give you the show. Because Nick Price, again, it's 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 not our show. It's it's theirs. It's right. yours. I they just told me to come in here and open up the phone lines and let people talk. You heard Big T, Dan and KCK, Batman, Ty, everybody calling in. Derek from Vegas. Get to know your host. That's right. Get to know your host and uh turd through a straw. Gino and <laughs> OP, rock and roll, man. Go ahead.
2: Well, I've got something kind of controversial to say, and I'm a little afraid that if I say this, that Big T will threaten to kill me. Maybe, but uh, I want to I want to get this out there, and tell me what you think of this idea. Um, I'm loyal as I can be to these to all the Chiefs players, but there's a time when you have to make some hard decisions. I was looking at some salary cap stuff, and tell me what you think of this idea. Um, Eric Fisher is, is under contract for 15 million next year. And, and we could save 12 million under the cap. He's, he's 31. He's coming off this Achilles. I don't necessarily want him to go away, but it does really does not make sense to pay a guy coming off an Achilles, $15 million. We're paying so many guys, so much money, so few guys, big money. You know, we got five guys taking up a million dollars. It's just, we, we can't do everything for everybody. Now I know we all love him. And I'd like to see him back, but it is just insanity to give 15 million bucks when you can save almost all of it. What, what, what do you say we cut him, and then start talking about bringing him back at a more reasonable level?
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't know about getting rid of Fish. I agree with uh, him. Yeah, I mean, like it's a tough choice. But well, let
3: me ask you this: How do we know for sure Mitchell Schwartz comes back?
4: No, I mean, like that's that qu- that's space. one of the things that you've got to. You gotta really reevaluate in the offseason. Right. Right. And you gotta look at like what's the draft look like at tackle? And are you going to feel comfortable going into next year, starting a rookie there, or are there gonna be free agents out there that you could sign for a little bit cheaper? But I do see what he's saying here, right? Like he yeah. tore his Achilles at the very end of the year. Best case scenario, what, you get Fisher late next year and you're paying him fifteen million dollars? I mean, I, I think it makes a lot of sense and he's right too. Like it, it's it'd be sad to see him go, but When you're trying to sustain this success and you got so many high profile, high salary cap kind of guys, you got to make some tough choices. And, you know, I'd hate for that image of him coming off the field at Arrowhead against Buffalo to be the last that we see of him in the Chiefs jersey. And maybe it's not, but when you kind of look at the numbers and everything, that seems like a place where the Chiefs might be able to save a little bit of money, get a little bit cheaper there, but then also maybe just. Bolster up that line elsewhere. I don't know. I I kind of agree with them.
3: So Brandon Kylie, who used to work here, had an interesting tweet, and he said, "Chiefs are on the hook for two hundred and three million in payroll for twenty one. Cap expected to be at one hundred eighty million. Veach has many options to open up cap space. You could move that free. The most money moves that move the mo- free the most moves that'll free the most money." is convert Mahomes' roster bonus to a signing bonus, trade Chris Jones, extend Tyron Matthew, Tyreek, and or Fisher, Schwartz cut slash retires. He goes on to say, I'm not sure how you make those. Those are just big ideas for moves, and I find it interesting. Because the Chiefs gave two team options on the end of Chris Jones' contract which means they've given themselves two years to get out of that. That lets you know, like, where they really are with him, right? I don't think that move happens. I'm really interested to seeing, like, my eyes have been on this whole Mitchell Schwartz thing for, like, since he was out for, like, four weeks. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, like, then you start to think about it, and you're like, okay, where's he at in life when it comes to age? His position and the significance of the injury. Like, I don't know how, if you know how taxing offensive line can be and what you're having to go through. You talk about Dan and KCK talking about wanting to get, or was it Big T? Big T was talking about getting J.J. Watt to the Chiefs. I've heard a little bit of that. And, which we can get into that kind of topic because there's a reason why people think that. But the thing about freeing cap space is when you extend people, obviously you can, you can backload it. Contract starts new on the payroll. The Mitchell Schwartz thing is interesting because of how great he was and how quickly it ends, but this seems like something that could be as serious as to, I don't know when I'm going to be back, but you can ride with me. I just don't think I want to end it. I want to keep trying it. I want to get better and you know stronger, but I don't necessarily think he wants to be done with football. If that's the case, this is where it becomes a business, and it's like, well, dude, like we're going to pay you money, but we need you to be here, but if you're not going to be here, there's things that have to happen. And I get it, like, this is the unfortunate about how a season ends. You have to sit back, look at where you're at, and then evaluate how you can make moves. And if there's anybody to trust in that situation, I think we've been proven over and over and over again that Brett Veach seems to kind of know where that route goes and how to handle that at the best way possible. And you have to trust that he knows what we're going to do as a franchise. He knows where the contracts are going to be the most valuable, and how to kind of tinker around. Because if you remember when they signed everybody, people came out and they're like, how does Brett Veach seem to maneuver this? And that's where I'm at with it. I'm sure a lineman's getting drafted in the first round. Now, there's some people that would say, I don't think so. There's some people who would think that maybe they go a different route. But you've got to think to yourself that in that game, you noticed what a mediocre performance that offensive line can do to Patrick Mahomes. Because what was the stat, Nick? Like he had ran like 497. 497
4: yards. Yeah. That's just, just running backwards, of evading pass rushers, trying to get a pass off. I mean.
3: On like, a guy that's supposed to possibly have foot surgery in the offseason.
4: Yeah. And like, I mean, the dude was Superman out there, just trying yeah. to give him t- his team a chance. And, you know, he had some wide receivers that dropped some balls and that hurt him. But at the end of the day, I mean, what really hurt the chiefs yesterday, it wasn't the officials or anything. It was the offensive line and i can't fault them too much because like you're missing four out of your five starters from opening day
3: right the other thing too is that it's like last night it just kind of seemed like one of those typical cliche moments where like the rich kids with all the nice equipment come and play the sandlot team that's got the one good athlete and he can do it all but at the end of the day it's like you still got beat 7 to 2 in the baseball game and that's what mahomes kind of looked like like I'll try to do it all myself. I'll, you know, I'll do this because you saw that he put two balls on a dime in the most obscure situation where he was stretched out and he threw the ball 30 yards and it hit Daryl Williams right in the face. And he hit Tyreek Hill in the face and Travis Kelsey dropped a pass. And it just seemed like maybe there was just something missing. But I don't know who gets traded. I don't know what big moves this team could make. But I know that this team is going to be fine moving forward because they've got Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. They have Andy Reid as their head coach. They have Brett Veach as their general manager. But again, last night was something that maybe this team needed because it was something that can help build them moving forward. Yes, we were wrong about last night, but we'd hope to be right about moving forward in this regard.
0: The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price.
3: Back in red reaction show. Not our show, it's yours. 913-576-7610. Super Bowl loss. Sometimes you need it. They can sting. They can hurt. But sometimes you need that. I think we kind of skipped over this a little bit in that last segment as phone calls still were coming in. Again, like we said, it's not our show, it's yours. So you you call, we take the time to let you react to what it is. Um Sorry, I was just trying to figure out what that Matthew McConaughey commercial was.
4: Yeah. That was odd. Still thinking about it. The 3D Dorito? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I got to try them though, right? They used to have them, I think, back in the day. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a bugle, I guess.
3: Yeah. No, they had them before. I'm pretty sure they had 3D Doritos. They had Cool Ranch. They had like a jalapeno cheddar. Well, hey, we're all about reboots, right? Yeah, Just spicy nugs at Wendy's. You're welcome. Out of bounds, people. Um, so I think last night was kind of one of those lessons where you never, um, you never doubt what greatness can possibly be. Because we never know when it's going to end. Like for those of you that got to have the joys of watching the first three runs that Jordan had, and then the second three that he had. Must be nice. I don't really remember a lot of Michael Jordan. Like he was basically at, he was done with his greatness by the time I was 10. So I wasn't really like focused in on, on Michael Jordan. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. I got to watch a lot of Tiger Woods because my buddies were big golfers and my dad was always big into Sunday golf. And Tiger had kind of done this kind of a similar route to to where Mahomes got famous. Now, obviously, the sports are impossible to compare, but, like, the ride and the attitude. um, Tiger won. The only thing that's different is Tiger won, like, before anybody knew. Mahomes never really won when he was young. But, like, before the pros. But the thing, about, the thing about Tiger was that he would won back-to-back-to-back amateur championships, then went pro, and in the same year that he wins pro, he's a major winner. He aces 16 at Scottsdale before Scottsdale was even built with the rafters. Still rowdy, still one of the best videos, but Tiger became that, that sensation where it was the clear-cut guy in this sport, there was nobody above and nobody below. LeBron, when he got to Miami, kind of got to that level. Because he was playing with Dwayne Wade, who was still kind of priming it. Chris Bosch was in his prime. Kobe was still in the league. But LeBron in Miami was, was in a league of his own. He was so fast. He was so just he was just becoming a man, is basically what it was. And it was fun to watch. And you, at that point, knew. You're like, there's nobody in this sport better than this guy. Kobe was in that league. And with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, which was the main narrative to last night's game, the goat and the kid, Tom Brady said to the world, yeah, this kid's good, but I ain't done yet. And Tom Brady, when it was over last year, had you know, taking time out of the Super Bowl for an announcement, if you remember, black and white commercial, about he didn't know, basically, the the subtext was that his decision hadn't been made yet. But we all knew he wasn't going back to New England. It was very clear. And rumors had started that Belichick and he had had some heated conversations, and they decided to, you know, maybe it was just time to break it up. So Tom Brady then narrows it down because Phillip Rivers is gone, narrows it down to the Chargers and the Bucks. West Coast weather, East Coast, South Beach area. Not Miami, but Tampa Bay, South Florida. And he chooses Tampa Bay. And then all of a sudden, Gronk comes out of retirement. And you're like, well, maybe Brady's too old. Let's see what they can do. Their Vegas over, over under and wins was nine and a half. I won $100 on that because I knew they'd win more than that because Tom Brady's never really lost. And last night was one of those ways that he proved to everybody that he's by far the greatest champion we've ever seen. Now we can say Bill Russell, because of everything that he did as his career was electrifying and historical and his legacy is amazing. But Tom Brady is somebody that I'm comfortable talking about and saying because I literally saw Tom Brady from day one and basically all the way. Really, Tom Brady missed one year, and is when he played the Chiefs and Pollard hit him in the knee, and then the Matt Castle story happens. Yes, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Yes, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback to ever play the NFL with all the accolades and all the numbers, and it's kind of one of those things that maybe we forgot about that. A little bit because Patrick Mahomes is the next great quarterback to play in the NFL. Will he be better than Tom Brady? I don't know. I can't honestly answer that question. Time will tell. Patrick Mahomes has done stuff that nobody else has done already. I can promise you that I don't believe Brady's ever won back-to-back Super Bowls. He did. He did win back-to-back. Yeah. What 03, oh, three Oh four. 304 Yeah. So he did it once still won seven. Mahomes last night would have been a huge first step. It would have been something that you only see so very few do. But Mahomes is lined up to do this and move forward. And I think to complete this segment, last night was a way for maybe Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to be humbled. And sometimes you need to be humbled when you're on these type of rides. And that's why we compare this to what was like an 80s movie where you see the montage, where you see the guy get knocked down and, you know, maybe it's this popular kid in high school and he ends up, you know, having to go over to, like, the, the sticks and learning things the hard way. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, puts together an old car and all of a sudden he comes back to school and it's like, oh, it's the same guy, but it's a different look and a different attitude, mindset. That's what something like Last Night can happen to a team like the Chiefs. Were the Chiefs the best team in football last year? Not according to seeds. They were the number two seed. New England was technically the best. Kansas City won the Super Bowl last year, and they did it in dramatic fashion coming from behind. This year was the second year that Mahomes had played in the Super Bowl. It was Tom Brady's 10th. If I can remember correctly, I remember saying the Chiefs had the advantage in the AFC Championship game for the sole reason that it was Mahomes' third straight time there. And it was Josh Allen's first, and that Josh Allen would seem lost. This was only Patrick Mahomes' second Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady's tenth. This is one of those things where Brady woke up and was like, "All right, it's 4:30 in the morning. Let's just get going." Whereas, you know, maybe you, on the other hand, it was, "All right, do I have everything? Is everything here? Are we good? Okay, loaded bag, got it. Let's go." And everything's a little bit more on edge. Mahomes is going to play in in more of these. I promise. I get it. People say, well, Aaron Rodgers never played in another one. Drew Brees never got to another one. But Tom Brady can teach Patrick Mahomes that gangster mentality, that I'll rip your throat out no matter what. And that's what happened last night. Chiefs played the Bucks the first time this year, Week 12. Pretty much blew them out of the stadium before the game even started. And that's why this can be humbling, because when Tyreek Hill got the peace sign... I said right away, I was like, well, he got that because he backflipped.
4: Yeah, he had that coming. And he that really was, did.
3: And that was one of those things that didn't piss me off because that's one of those things that, like, I've said this in baseball, that if you're going to flip your bat, the next time you're up, if the pitcher strikes you out and pumps his, like, arms out and cheers, you had that coming. Yeah, you had yeah, that coming. Just like if he strikes you out and does, like, the yell and the scream like James Shields used to do, and then you come up again and you knock one out of the park – you're more than welcome to backflip and I'm not mad at you.
4: No, that's sports, man. That's competition. And that's you know what, what, it is. what like, you know, Chiefs went in there in week 12 and they embarrassed them and Tyreek Hill does the backflip and everything and it's awesome when you're watching it from a Chiefs fans perspective. Like that's amazing, right? right? But that's super disrespectful to the Bucks. And we don't care, right? In Kansas City when you're watching it, you don't really care, but you know those guys cared about it. And that's why when you know, when he gave him the peace sign, when he gave Tyreek the peace sign at the end of the game, I just kind of chuckled. I was like, yeah, had that coming, I guess. You know, got him that time. And that's what it is, is that it's one of
3: those things where you can tell yourself that, you know, he'll never catch Tom Brady and you're okay with it. You don't know that technically yet. Brady lost a Super Bowl in which he went 16-0 in a regular season. Brady lost the Super Bowl to Nick Foles. So there's many scenarios that can happen in the future, and there's many things that can happen that we haven't quite seen yet. But one thing we haven't seen ever is somebody win seven titles in the NFL quarterback, and Tom Brady did that. It wasn't Tom Brady's great play. It was just his tenacity, his calmness, his, his swag, man. And he just let the kid know, like, hey, I still got a little juice. I've done this several times before and I'm okay to continue to doing it as long as I got time and Brady looked like he was still okay throwing the ball last night so maybe just maybe maybe you get this matchup one more time
4: we can only hope
3: and that would be the sweet part of it but coming up next, we figure out where this team could be moving forward some bold predictions and one more time I can do my best to keep you calm because the future's bright <laughs>
0: The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to The Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913 576 7610. Here's Dusty Likens
9: and Nick Price.
0: Well, I think you're
9: automatically going to say that when you look at the numbers. I mean, you're going to feel that, you know, it was slanted just because of the numbers alone. But you also, I mean, I think you have to kind of take a look at the game and, um, uh, and how the game was played defensively. Look at the Bucks; basically stuck with a four-man rush. I mean, they didn't they didn't uh, blitz. I think any more than four or five times. And by the way, they dominated in the four-man defensive rush. So when you rush four and you don't blitz, then you you fall back more into a zone. So there's less press coverage, less man coverage. Where on the Chiefs' side, there was more man coverage, and so you you likely. I mean, normally would expect to get more calls against the press coverage team than the, than the zone team zone team. You'd have a tendency to get more illegal contact calls than you would defensive holding. So I think you have to look at that matchup, but you know, I didn't like it. I didn't, I mean, I didn't enjoy the game, but then, you know, when I look back at it, and you made the comment before, I mean, they got the chiefs got pushed around and, uh, and yes, the, the officials, I think, contributed to that, right or wrong on the calls in the first half. But, you know, you look at the Chiefs, by the way, one of my favorite teams, and you look at it, no touchdowns, two turnovers. You know, that's it's, you, you could you can look at the officials, but I don't think you can say that the officials were 100% of the reason why the Chiefs lost.
3: That is Mike Pereira. If you missed the interview, you can find it on our website at 610sports.com. He did that with Carrington and Levine. Pretty good interview. He talks uh, a lot about stuff like what it would take to overturn calls. What did he think about the Tyron Matthew interception call, which I know hangs on the balance of a lot of Chiefs fans. I, for one, will tell you that when it happened, um, because I'll be real with you, I watch watch the games pretty calmly. I know that there's probably a lot of you that are like, there's no way. I feel like you're a yeller, a screamer, not really. I'm kind of the same way. I just kind of sit back, I watch it, and I kind of like try to, you know, tear it apart in my head to see what's going on. And, you know, that was one of those plays when it happened. I kind of stood up and was like, okay, that's big. That's real big. And then I saw the flag and I was like, somebody's going to get nicked for, for pass interference or defensive holding. And when they showed it, most of the times when there's a flag, I'll kind of be like, yeah, you know, like we talked about earlier, like when Tyreek got the peace sign, there was people at the house I was watching it at that were like, you know, F that guy. Screw him. And I'm like, hey, remember, when we were doing well, uh, he backflipped in their face and and did kind of like a pose. So, like, he kind of had that coming. If you're going to be, you know, if you're going to walk out there with your chest out and, you know, look out for those people that might try to punch you there right square in the middle of the chest. Now, the thing about it is there's a lot of other stuff that might have ticked you off in that game. And you're totally fair to have that. I get that. It's one of those games. that sucks. It burns. It stings. But I just think that you have to know that this team is going to be back because I think for myself, after the game was over, my biggest thing that I was looking forward to was the press conferences. And the guy that blew me away was Tyree Kill. It definitely hurts, you know, because you want to win and, you know, you just want to, you know, get that um, other ring. But, You know, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, we're going to bounce back. We're going to come back and we're going to do
4: our thing next year. You know, so congrats to Tampa Bay. You know, those guys played hard tonight. You know, they did a fantastic job. You know, so
3: so what we're going to do is we're going to take this one to the chin and we're going to come back, you know? That's exactly what you have to do. And that's where we move on and get you ready for next season. Because Tyreek is back. Travis Kelsey is back. Mahomes will be back. This team is coming back. This team planned on winning three titles. You win two out of three years, you're great. If you'd have won three in a row, you're a dynasty. Dynasties are hard to do. You can still win three out of four, and you're still a dynasty. That point that this team is trying to get to is far from being over. This is not a team that is going to flare out in two years. This is not a team that you have seen that type of attitude. Like we've said, AFC Championship game, AFC Championship game, AFC Championship game. And I get it. You can be like, Dusty, but the window in the NFL is three years. That's the three years. Not necessarily when you start early and you change the game. And I get it. I've talked about how their offense is similar to kind of what the Bulls would run with the motion offense, that no one had seen how to stop it. And now the reports are out that Todd Bowles found the, you know, secret recipe on how to stop this Chiefs offense. Only rush four. Take away the outsides, play two deep safeties. Basically a cover two where you just absolutely hammer the front line with your four pass rushers. Here's the thing that you need to remember. Not every team has those four rushers that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have.
4: I don't know if anybody else does.
3: Those guys are all just guys that went to a team for a big contract and to win now and then right off into the sunset. Dominic Suh, Vita Vey, Barrett, Pierre Paul. Those guys aren't going to be around forever. Those guys know what their role is. They know what their team motto is. Chiefs aren't that way. Chiefs are built for a four- five-year run. And Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere for 10 to 12 years. So when you think about this game and you think about the future of what this team can be, relax. You lost in the Super Bowl. Did you lose in in a pretty bad way? Yeah. You got knocked out in a fight where on the paper and on the sheet, you were the favorite. Like I had the Chiefs winning 38 to 20. I thought this was going to be a game That would not be interesting unless you were a Chiefs fan. And it was the complete opposite. I didn't see this result coming from a mile away. And that's my fault. Maybe I need to be humbled as a talk radio host. The NFL is tough. And the Chiefs went 14, 15, 16, and 3 this year. In 19 games. They're a good team. They're a good, good team. And they're staying together. And they're not going to go anywhere.
4: And I think you also got to look at this a little bit differently than that traditional window. Like look around the AFC, you know, you got the bills, you got the Ravens, you got a couple of these teams that are good, but not great right now. And who, who's to say that they won't be able to challenge the chiefs coming up. But, you know, for the foreseeable future, these chiefs are going to be in the AFC championship game more times than not. And every time that you're in that game, you got a chance to go to the super bowl. I don't know if Mahomes is going to make it to 10 Super Bowls like Brady did, but he's got a damn good shot, man. I mean, if he plays until he's 40, that's 15 more years. That's 15 more chances to go to the Super Bowl. So, like, you know, it's not over. It's not, oh, he'll never catch Tom Brady. None of that. It's way too early to say that, you know. And sometimes, you said it earlier, sometimes you get you got to get smacked in the mouth a little bit. you got to come back with that fire that, you know, Losing hurts more than winning feels good. Like People always say that, and I think that's true. And I think that next year, you're going to see a team that's motivated unlike they've ever been motivated before. Like, sure, losing to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, that was tough, right? Right. And they motivated themselves to come back and then won the Super Bowl. And then they wanted to run it back. And that was awesome, right? They had a great year. But sometimes you don't get what you want. Sometimes you run into Tom Brady or just a terrible matchup or you got – injuries piling up at the terrible, terribly wrong time. You're going to get a lot more shots of this, KC. Future's bright. Just keep your head up. I know today was a dark day. It was like negative 20 degrees outside. Everything seemed to suck. But, hey, you got 15. You got Andy Reid. You got all these guys, man. Like, this is not your last shot. Keep your head up. Not in a long while, not in a long time.
3: Got a lot of success moving forward. Your, your, your franchise is built to do that. The thing is, you sometimes in this ride, to be great, to be better than everybody else, you kind of got to get knocked off your horse. It's Again, it's how you get back up on it and continue to ride it. That's how you can write your legacy moving forward. It's a sour taste in your mouth, but it's something that you don't forget. You know, you think about it, you worry about it, and then you move on from it. And again, you might have gotten figured out last night. Todd Bowles might have the great plan. The thing about the NFL is you have one week to adjust kind of the weird thing of how you got figured out in the championship game in the Super Bowl is that now you have six months to adjust to it. And you heard Mahomes' audio today when he talked about it when he said, you know, they found out what they're going to do against our defense. The blueprint's going to be out. People are going to try to remember how to stop it that way. Now it's our job to advance and move on and try to get something to stop that. You got six months to do it and I like your chances when you've got Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Enemy. Kafka, everybody coming back. We'll find out more as the offseason continues. Which offensive linemen truly come back? They go for their second title next year. They're going to be the Super Bowl favorite. Spoiler alert, they already are. Maybe this is something that changes the character and makes this team a whole different person. They were a little flashy. Now they can be a little rusty. Now they can be a little bit more chip on the shoulder. ish And you know you like the Chiefs when they play with a chip on their shoulder. Thanks to everybody that called this entire year. This was the last Red Reaction Show. Nick Price, thanks for tagging along with me, man. I appreciate it. Thank Kansas you, City. Dusty. Thank you, Take Kansas care. City. For all you out there that supported, I appreciate it. 610 Sports Radio, this is it. This wasn't our show, it was yours. You guys brought it home. Take it easy. Be easy, Kansas City.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?